Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. It is uh, kind of coming to the tail end of the competitive year. Um, for for myself as a coach anyway, I've, I've got an athlete, Chris, competing this Saturday uh, in Vegas in the Worlds, um, which is amazing, WNBF. Um, not only the first client I've had to win the British, but the first client I've had to, to go abroad and compete um, in the Worlds, which is... Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. And then we've still got, um, you know, our our leading female coach, uh, Clara, to compete in the two Rose Natty finals. And then she's also got a show literally the week before December. Um, so a long, long season for her. Um, but what a year it has been for uh, for the team itself. But just as a reminder, you know, uh, here at VW Physique, we don't just work with um, competitors. You know, we work with a, a wide array of clients and ultimately what our message is is we 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 aim to help you become an elite version of yourself and we want to make sure that regardless of the goal um that you do just that so many of our 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 sort of clients will maybe perhaps yes some be competitors but some of them may perhaps want to just level up their physique and completely transform their body some of them may want to to do a photo shoot you know they may want to go through the process of um, what it's like to step on stage without the actual pressure of stepping on stage um, and a lot of a lot of the people I work with um, will be guys that maybe perhaps want to use PEDs um, you know for the first time um, they want a little bit of a sort of advice how to do that safely um, or perhaps a lot of people I work with will be people in their sort of first year in competing um, or you know coming back for the second year and that's effectively you know who we work with is just that what you maybe perhaps will see um more from my profile is, is a lot of the competitors um, and then from Ali and Clara's obviously you'll kind of see um, they'll tend to work with yes they'll work with some competitors but maybe they'll perhaps work with more um, of the lifestyle the gen pop they're the, I'm going to say the advanced gen pop because we don't necessarily work with just you know the general population you'll never see from us like any posts about you know what is a carbohydrate and uh, the benefits of protein you know like our client base tend to have that already sort of imprinted level of knowledge in them, um, but yeah, I feel like that was a that was a big old ramble, um, but yeah, just I guess to to sort of summarise the year, which I'll probably be doing um, in a podcast actually towards the end of the year. Um, it's been incredible, absolutely incredible to see the results that the the team, um, not only my clients but Ali, Ali and Clara's clients have produced across the board. You know, still in it, still in a year which. Um, you know, when we think about it, the gyms were closed for the first four months. I think everyone's kind of forgotten about that, um, which is mental to think. And you know, hopefully we get a year uh, next year where the gyms actually don't shut. Um, hopefully it's a year where people can, can go on holiday a little bit easier. Um, I think that was the one thing that hit the fitness industry hard was just that a lot of, pe- a lot, a lot of people like... A lot of, I work with some coaches and they would often say they won't get as many clients or traction as they usually would. And I think it's mainly because a lot of people just were like weren't having a holiday to work towards, and they were just they could be sort of sacking off. Um, so for a lot of the coaches out there, that that's who their client base entails and makes up. Uh, I hope for them that the, the sort of uh, the uh, the travel situation uh, gets a little bit easier next year. But anyway, I'm kind of going off on tangent here and rambling as I always tend to do. It's time to get back on to the topic of today's podcast, which is uh, how to manage prep brain and. Uh, if you've competed before, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, what I'm referring to. Um, if you haven't, and you're maybe dieting for the first time, or you're going to diet for the first time next year, uh, you'll no doubt find out about it soon enough. Um, it's nothing to worry about. 
it's just been aware that the very logical part of your brain um, may somewhat disappear as you get leaner um, and the closer you kind of get to your your show or your your shoot and, and here's the thing like I think that even if you have competed before um, it can still be sort of somewhat hard to uh, to manage it doesn't make it easier just because you've done it loads of times before I'll still still look back to things like for my prep this year and just be like fuck man that was just my head was just gone that was why I was I was saying that or I was doing that um, but anyway let's you're probably wondering if you've never competed before you're probably what is it right so let's assume uh, you know next year you're going to diet to extremes for the first time um, you'll have never truly experienced this like not only will your first prep be the, the most physically demanding thing you will you'll ever do um, it's going to be an intense I'm going to say daily mental challenge as well um, and what you'll often find is that the the leaner that you get, effectively the closer you get to to being what we'd say quote-unquote ready, that you will simply just not see it in the mirror. You know, you in fact, you're probably going to think the opposite. You will be your worst critic. You know, you will look from every sort of angle at what you're not happy about and uh, no doubt tell your, your coach that you feel... Uh, million miles away from being ready and uh, you may even say stuff like that when you're like I've had clients say that when I look at them and I go they are ready and then they end up going away and winning a show or looking sick for their shoot it's just we as human beings um, we naturally you know what we want more the goalpost move right and it's simply just down to the fact that you're, you're looking at yourself in the mirror every single day and every single week you're aiming for a change. Um, it can often be so hard to just stop, or you can even forget to just stop and appreciate how you look in the current moment. Just remember that, like, if you've never done this before, like, this is the leanest you have ever fucking been. Like, this is the best you have ever looked. Like, even if you're, like, I'll say, even if you're 10 weeks out, 9 weeks out, 8 weeks out, it's no doubt still the best you've ever looked. So with every week that goes by appreciate that opposed to just thinking oh fuck well miles off oh fuck well you know this and I think that when you combine the the presence of social media um, and I'll hold my hands up to this you know you may find yourself comparing yourself to other athletes um, and and no doubt making yourself feel worse you know how, how many of you if you compete for the first time have been like yeah well before my first show I was like searching and looking you know, searching the hashtag PCA or whatever it was and I've had some clients send me messages being like oh my god this girl's competing and I'm like that girl is doing figure you are doing bikini she's not even in the same category um, and at that point I'm like get off social media sign out unfollow um, and then stop doing it because it's just making yourself feel worse the whole comparison and whatnot. and if there was any tips I would give you it would be to mute, unfollow, block um, any sort of athletes or people that are making you feel, um, you know, feel like you you don't look good or you know feeling like you're you're not worthy or you comparing yourself and make you feel feel shit like. And if 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 you couldn't do that, I would honestly just say, um, just come off social media completely. Um, as I said, I think back to. 
to my first show. Um, God, I was looking at boys, trying to search for boys like months before and comparing, screenshotting me in the post, screenshotting them, putting in putting in sort of layout, comparing, contrasting, being like, yeah, bro, I look way better. Um, and then, hey, hey, presto. Um, some of those guys didn't even compete. Um, so it was it was kind of like irrelevant to, for me to be doing that anyway. But um, I think the reality is that, you know, what, what might happen is you might already be... You might be like later on down the line. You might be a couple kilos away from being ready, from from being ready, but because you maybe got this sort of warped view of your physique, um, you've never been here before. Like all you'll want to do is dig, right? You'll want to to drop your food. You'll want to push cardio up, push your steps up, uh, push lipolytics up. When in fact there might not be a need, like zero need for you to do so. Um, and if you chose to do that, you'd maybe be at risk of making your physique look worse, potentially losing muscle mass. Um, and as I said, like, I mean, I like to think of myself as fairly experienced when it comes to competing and getting lean. Um, and I still experience this when I compete. It never really goes away. You just get better, I think, at, at managing it. And then that being said, like, earlier on this year, I did need to get leaner. But even... Even kind of like in my last show when I was at my leanest and I was happy enough with it, I was still like in my head, I was like, oh, fuck man, I could have got a little bit leaner for this. What about here? What about there? It just it just is what it is. Now, you might be listening to this and thinking, Vaughn, this sounds a bit silly. Like, this is ridiculous. There's no way what you've just described, there's absolutely no way that could be true. Um, I don't believe it. And... I would say, unless you've experienced it, you won't know what I'm trying to describe. It will sound silly, it'll sound ridiculous, um, but here, here's a scenario of kind of like how the day might go, right? You wake up, you look in the mirror, you do your, po- or, you know, maybe you do your posing for your check-in, and you, and, you, and you think to yourself in that moment, you think, I am looking fucking sharp. This is a great look, I'm on the money, Fucking brilliant. Here we go. Let's have a good day. And then, you know, your day goes on. A few hours go by. You know, you've eaten some meals. Uh, you've done a little bit of work. Maybe you've got some steps or whatnot. And it's kind of the time that you're ready for training. Uh, you know, you're getting changed and whatnot uh, for, for your training. And you just have a quick glance in the mirror. And you go, fuck me. I am so flat. Oh, fuck, man. I've got zero pop. I'm just not big enough. Like, fuck me. This is shit. I shouldn't even probably compete. But, you know, you put your big boy pants on, uh, your big girl pants on, you go in and train, and you get it done. Uh, once you've trained, you know, you get some post-workout shots, uh, maybe you've got to send them to your coach, or maybe you're just putting them on the gram or whatever, and you instantly think to yourself, holy shit, I am bang on point, condition is spot on, you know, we are bringing it, like, nice and full, I've got a good pump on. Um, and then after your training, you know, you go home, uh, you have your post-workout meal, uh, later on that evening, you start winding down for the day. You know, you you go kind of get in your comfies. Again, as you always do, you have a quick check in the mirror, you, you know, quick look, and you instantly think to yourself, you're like, oh my God, I am so soft and watery, I'm way off, fucking hell, I've got so much fat to lose. I, I, I don't even think I'm going to compete if I look this way. And, like, what I've just described there, like, that's four completely different thought processes in the one day. That is exactly what you will go through this constant sort of this constant doubt 
um, in the back of your mind. And what I'd say is that it's uh, if you competed before, you'll be kind of like listening to this and nodding along. Um, if you haven't experienced that, you know you're in for a ride. Um, <laughs> When the time comes, just understand it's completely natural. We all have those thoughts, but this is where obviously having a coach by your side can really help sort of manage that because they are telling you, well, this is where we need to be. This is how you look right now. And this is where we're going to go. And you might be thinking, well, you're like Vaughn, is that like, surely that's it. That that must be it. Um, is, there, is there anything else? Should I be thinking about anything else? Uh, well, not only that, you know, you're going to have these thoughts, but there could also be other sort of areas impacted uh, across the day in your day-to-day life. For example, you might find it incredibly hard to, to concentrate when someone is chatting to you. Um, for, you know, you're not meaning it, but what they might say go might go in one ear and simply out the other. Um, I still remember um, on prep this year asking my wife, just saying, sorry babe, can you say that again? Or, sorry, could you repeat that? Just because it just didn't register. It wasn't that I wasn't listening, I was listening. I just found it really hard to, to concentrate. And at the same time, you might actually um, completely forget about conversations you've had with others and not be able to recount to it. You might be speaking to them later on down the line. They're like, oh yeah, remember when we were speaking about X, Y, and Z? And you'd be like, nope, do not remember that. No, no we weren't. And you, again, your brain just simply just, sometimes you just won't remember it. And I think that in itself can be incredibly frustrating for your other half or peers. But it's just not something that you can come control. It all comes down to a little brain fog. And why is that? You know, your your brain requires carbohydrates to function. Bearing in mind, right, you're probably only putting in enough carbohydrates fuel uh, to fuel performance. Um, and it might be deprived of some fuel uh, it usually gets or usually used to get in abundance across the day, um, making it quite harder for it to function and do its normal processes if you're not putting enough food in because it's been used up to just live um, or to perform in the gym. Uh, this is why concentrate on really on anything at times can be hard, let alone a conversation like general day-to-day tasks at your work might become incredibly hard part of your job that requires a lot of concentration might become incredibly difficult in those last few weeks of dieting when maybe perhaps before it was like a piece of piss or you you had to concentrate but when you did it was totally fine whereas now it's just it feels impossible um i'm not saying any of this to scare you i'm just kind of explaining the reality of what might happen as i said like what i'm describing is only going to happen if you get incredibly lean like if you if you're dieting and like your condition is miles off, you're not going to experience any of this. Not not whatsoever. Um, but if you're truly lean enough, then you will. And what I would say is just like, just note that once food is reintroduced, everything that I'm describing will kind of return to normal. And I mean, that being said, I actually find that when I diet, my productivity with work becomes like increases significantly and i think it's mostly from stems from trying to like quote unquote fill time um until say the next meal right not even that it's just like i think that your day becomes so much about just just like 
get into the next task, get into the next hour. So like a meal is technically a task just as much as training is, just as much as cardio is, just as much as step is. So like to get to the next next task, I find I found myself writing another article. You know, rather than one a week, it was two a week. Sometimes it was three. Um, to to again just just pass the time. And I guess one thing we should probably say is you know prep is prep is very selfish. There's no question about that. You know I. I would say that you know in the past five weeks, if you were to say that I hadn't had thoughts of will I prep again, um, cross my mind, the answer would be well, yeah, it has done. Um, sometimes it changes when a when a little baby comes along, um, and other times it's been fine. Um, but I think that because it's so selfish, um, it is for that reason you might find it like you might find it hard. Um, to to not really like to speak about anything else other than that across the day so like you might find your whole chat just becomes about your prep your diet the training the show or the shoot and you like you, you might do this unintentionally right because with each passing week it's consuming your life and everything that you do and it's is, is sort of in accordance with that show or that shoot meaning that like you can have like very little interest in anything else in your life other than bodybuilding slash physique development at the time, uh, that that again can be quite unfair for you know family members, friends, peers, because um, they're used to to seeing the other you, which might be you might go from I, I don't feel this should ever happen, but you might go from like very loving and caring to to not showing much emotion um, in the space of a, a couple of months and. You know, people can worry and that's why I think that if you go back and you listen to the prep and the partners podcast I done or the article I wrote on it um, you can kind of preempt your your partner what's coming um, just so they don't get uh, very very worried when you may become a my wife describes me as a shell of, of myself at times when I diet but all that being said once food is reintroduced after your show uh, slash shoot your thought process um, and general day-to-day conversation will return to normal. It's a massive stress relief once it's kind of uh, done and you'll soon learn that there's more to life than just your show, your show and bodybuilding and then you'll start chatting about other nor- quote-unquote normal stuff, shall we say. But part, there's probably a few of you listening out there that are like, right, Vaughn, well, you just told me about all this that's coming. How how do you manage it or how do you get your clients to manage it? And uh, that's exactly kind of what I'll go into and I'll give you a few suggestions um, of how I would how I do it, but again, I'm going to reiterate here that it'll it'll never really go away. Truly, the more you diet to extremes, you'll just get very very like much better at managing it. You become more logical, um, and then once food is reintroduced, those sort of thoughts and once the show, shows are sure shoots over, those thoughts kind of go away. Uh, the first one kind of goes without saying, um, and that is hire a coach. I think if you're trying to do this on your own, um, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, you're tying one hand behind your back, especially if it's your first time. But if you work with a coach who's well-experienced, has a proven track record of results, can provide you with the support you need, um, then ultimately makes the whole process easier. Um, it's, what I'd say is, right, it's all well and good going with one of the, the kind of top coaches you the top coaches that you see, um, oh, their clients are winning, 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 or they, they work with loads of people. Uh, but if they don't give you that extra bit of support you might need, when, especially if it's your first time, they might not be the one for you. Because as a first-timer, you may want to re- reach out to your coach every other day, sometimes or the end every day. Sometimes the busiest coaches out there, 
the ones that are producing the results might not have the uh, the time to reply every single day. Um, but what I would say is just having like just having a coach there will simply like allow you like they'll give you the feedback that you're on how you're looking. They'll detail out the plan that needs to be done for that day or that week or that few days. Uh, the sort of action points you need to to put into place. They'll make the decisions, um, which can be a massive sort of relief of stress. Take away any of those thoughts we described. As I said, I've, I've mentioned it before. Like, I get a lot of clients to check in daily. From God, it could be anywhere from four weeks out, if not longer, um, because then what they do is, regardless of how they think when they wake up or before they go to bed, they always get like a, a message from me that, that sort of explains about how they look, and um, I guess it gives them that clarification that, for example, they might be right where they need to be. Um, you know, that can be a complete mindset shift if they've woke up and thought, "Oh fuck, the world's over." Um, you know, they're second guessing themselves, having some some irrational thoughts. Um, they might feel they want to dig, they might feel off. But if I if I if I say to them or the coach says to them, "Look, you're on point. There's no need for this. You know, there's no need for that. You you know, we, we're almost there. We've got this to do." Uh, they'll more likely listen um, because that coach is, will be thinking sort of logically um, about the time frame you have left and and how you look. Um, even if like so, when I was prepping, it didn't. My prep didn't affect my decision making on other people's preps or you know who I was prepping because I was logical about where they were, where they were at, and how far they had to go and how much they needed to pull off. Because um, I was just that outside eye for them. Um, another thing I'd suggest, and this is going to sound really hard and strange to do, is to stop looking in the mirror as much. Right. The only times I really looked at myself in the mirror on prep was when I need to send a check in. Um, it then just allowed me to focus on my day-to-day sort of tasks, my job, um, without being too fixated on how I look. Like, I think it also means like it also meant I wasn't as emotional or irrational in my thinking across the day. I just would check in, see what needed to be done, get it done. Next day, do the same rather than like, well, fuck, you're just you're not going to change in a few hours. So unless I was requested to send over, like post workout photographs, um, or photographs at a different point of the day or a video, I just wouldn't do it. Um, and and that whereas when I think back to my first prep, man, I was taking photos every you know every opportunity, putting them on Instagram, putting as many filters as I could get on them uh, to make them look a bit better. But listen, that was that's five years ago now, or coming up for five years ago. That was in twenty seventeen, twenty sixteen slash twenty seventeen, and you know, kind of went went through it the wrong way. Whereas, whereas now um, you kind of get, I was getting sick of what, like sick of videoing myself and sick of sending it over. Um, but you know, needs must your coaching see every day sometimes, so you got to do the do. I think other things that help, and I I still do this today. Um, when I say today, I just mean like I do this like year round rather than just in dieting phase. But you might not do it. Uh, as I make to do lists, um, certainly like one of the things like, well, or a few things that maybe perhaps need done um, uh, is to write it down. Because if you don't write it down, um, you'll you'll often forget. And there's maybe something that like maybe something like your partner's asked you to do, your other half, and it's really important. And you're like in your head, like yeah, remember. Doesn't matter, man. Write it down. Put like a timer reminder on it as well, um, just so that you again don't don't forget. I think as well, like any 
you could say any important conversations that you need to have or any sort of tasks, hard tasks that you've got to do at work, um, I try and get that done quite soon after eating. Um, so let's say you've had a meal at 12, you know, try and get a bit of that work done at like half 12, quarter to one when you've got a bit of energy in you um, or that conversation or whatever it is. If you, let's say if you try and if you try to do that eight to twelve, and you try to do that really important hard task at like half two, before your meal's at three, you're just gonna find it so hard to concentrate because maybe by that point just hunger is just really really high. Um, so to alleviate that sort of brain fog feeling, it's just having those sort of tasks, hard hard concentration tasks, um, or conversations and whatnot. Like often, usually when I'd eat, um, I would be around. My wife because she was working from home at the time um, and that's kind of where we would we would chat or if we went for a walk thereafter um, that's where I would probably chat more so than I would do any other point across the day because it's just I was without knowing it, it was just just totally fucked and then I think that um, finally just understanding and realizing that there is way more to life than your bodybuilding show um, or your photo shoot you know the, the world around you is still spinning um, so don't lose yourself you know continue to try and show interest in others ask questions um, be present and just ensure you hold on to those relationships throughout your prep um, taking it from someone who did the complete opposite in his first prep um, you know you don't want to get to the end of your dieting phase and be you know Billy fucking name it um, that's exactly why I was all those uh, all those years ago so I guess uh if I was to, to try and summarise um, today, it would be that, you know, prep brain or something, you know, whatever you want to call it, is very real um, and it can have a huge impact on sort of how you see yourself in the mirror. It can skew your thought process, your decision making, uh, your mood. Uh, it can affect just how you, you know, your ability to concentrate on your sort of day-to-day -day tasks at work, your, your sort of general conversations that you have with your loved ones, your other halves. But um, you know these, I think these can be managed fairly well. Um, firstly, if hiring a coach, working with someone that's done, done, you know, done it plenty of times themselves, or has had athletes, you know, presented their results and had athletes do it plenty of times over. Um, you know, being strategic of when you do those tasks around when you eat, um, and then just being present, just being present in the world um, that's kind of going around you, and uh, as you make your way through prep, because your prep will end. And then you will kind of like, if you don't do this, you'll come out of it and you'll be like, what the fuck was I doing, man, for those months? You, you just, you'll just realise sort of soon uh, soon thereafter. But um, yeah, as I said, as, as the years go on, um, it does get a little bit easier. I think that um, this year for me was probably the, the easiest one. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said openly at times I felt a bit more pressure, but that was more like felt pressure to do well. Um, it was quite, I think I'm quite monotonous and robotic with prep and that's what I've done. Um, I think that what I'd say as a side note is maybe don't don't prep when your wife's pregnant. Um, it was fine in the first trimester and half, and maybe into the second, but as she got into the third, I could see her struggling and I still had a couple of weeks to go um, and I was like, man, this isn't really fair. Um, so I, I don't think I would ever, personally, I would prep again um, when... Uh, when uh, when she's dying, uh, when she's dying, uh, when when and if she falls pregnant again, um, but anyway, guys, I'll leave it there. Please, please, please share this. 
um, especially for any athletes that are, are you know competing next year maybe maybe you've got friends um, maybe you're your other half your loved ones or just someone that you know is competing next year um, they, they would be worthwhile listening to this because uh, believe me I wish I had I wish I'd had something like this when it was my first competition um, just so I knew what was coming but um, yeah put it on an Instagram story tag them in it or, or whatever um, and of course if there's any questions guys I always say that my Instagram um, DMs are, are always open. Um, if not, you can even ping me over an email. Um, if you want a specific episode covered, if you want my opinion on this, that and the next thing, uh, I'm more, more than welcome to, to suggestions. And at the same time as well, if you are thinking about competing next year, if you are thinking about doing a shoot or a show and you know, you're, you're, you're doing it yourself right now and you're looking for a coach, remember that there's, there is spaces, uh, albeit limited spaces, um, on the team for next year um, if you are thinking about it all you need to do is um, head over to Instagram uh, or the website and you can book in a consultation call which is free or if you just want to find out a bit more information you can fill out an inquiry a coaching inquiry form on um, Instagram by just hitting the link in my bio and then there's something that says online coaching inquiry uh, hit that and then you can you'll get an email from me that I'll give you a little more info about kind of what we do and we could take it from there so just remember guys that wherever you are whatever you do give it the beans